Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number seven. Today we're going to be talking with Brian Beckstead from Ultra Footwear. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Trail Manners Podcast. Uh, we are minus Joel Hatch today, who couldn't make it, but in the studio today, we have Brian Beckstead, who is the co-founder of Altrish Running and also the vice president of sales. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to get with us. I know you've been traveling everywhere, because I saw you at the run event in Austin last week. Yeah. I know you're probably headed out of town next week, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah fly out Saturday for oh, Europe, yeah. Oh. That's tough. So. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? It's, it's, the, it's just, just tis the life, I guess, if I have to. You can't do global domination by staying here, right? No, that, that doesn't just happen sitting on your butt. <laughs> so, you know, again, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you taking the time out. And, you know, I'm going to jump right into it because anywhere you look now, I don't care, it's social media, magazines, the street, the trail, anywhere, the supermarket, ultra footwear is everywhere. I mean, I just recently we, you know, you guys have announced that you're the uh, sponsor for Wasatch, or excuse me, Western States. Yep. You're the sponsor for Wasatch. Yep. Uh, and now you come out and say, yeah, we're going to be the official sponsor for Hard Rock. Yep, that's so right. So you've got a couple of the granddaddies of the trail life, you know, trail scene going on right now. Um, you're doing a lot of things, but I want to take you back, if you will. Okay. So me and Joel were running Malin's Peak on a wintry day yeah. years ago. Yeah. And sure enough, here comes this guy down the trail, and it was you. And yep. at the time, I think you were manager at a Canyon, Canyon Sports. Canyon Sports, yeah. yeah. And you yeah. had a pair of shoes, and me and Joel were looking at your shoes, and we were like, what do you got on? And you're like, oh, you got to check these out. And you'd basically taken a pair of shoes and designed them, took them to a shoe guy yep. or a, yep. whatever you call those, those guys, Shoesmith, um, and chopped them down a little bit. And that's when I first heard of what you guys were about ready to do without knowing what you were about ready to do, right? <laughs> sure, yep. Okay, so I want to know, and the people out there, how did this happen? Yeah, Um well, boy, this happened. This would have been. I'm trying to remember what year that 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 this all this all kind of happened. It would have been what 2008, 2009. Yeah, right in that back neighborhood. In there. And um, you know, um, one of my best friends, Golden Harper, and I worked together at. Uh, we went, we ran together in high school and college, and um, we both ended up getting degrees in exercise science and biomechanics, and started looking at all that. And Golden got this idea one day that he would take a traditional shoe and at the time um every single shoe on the market i mean quite literally absolutism here pretty much every shoe on the market was a 12 millimeter drop from heel to toe wow. so the midsole was a 12 millimeter forefoot and a 24 millimeter heel and he thought well you know what if we just took out that heel when we get out of bed every morning we're flat right we are um when we're born we're flat so why why when in a running shoe why do we have this elevated heel so he took it out he called it zero drop. Since he took out the drop, he called it zero. We actually called it zeroing at first. And he called me up and was like, okay, Brian, I just did this thing. I took out this heel. You should try it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you why know, not? why not? Let's, let's do this. Right. And so we started doing this. Um, we would actually cut up the shoes. It kind of got fairly scientific in the, 
point that we would bandsaw the shoe up to the forefoot, belt sand the heel down, and glue it back on. And we would caliper it, right? So it was, it was flat or zero drop. Um, so we, if you ever hear the term drop or zero drop, that was us way back in the day. Nice. Um, and it worked. It was like, oh my gosh, I, I feel way more stable. I feel more balanced. Um, this feels more natural. My biomechanics are better. I mean, it, just, it was just better. And so we started telling everybody about it including all the shoe companies. And we were literally just trying to give it to them for free. We're like, hey, look at what we're doing. You should do this, guys. And um, I mean, I still remember, I I won't name the brand, but um, they were right there. I know right where they are. And they literally laughed at us at the booth when we pitched it to them. Wow. You know, we said, hey, here's what we're doing to your shoes. It's just better. You should do it. Build it. We're calling it zero drop. And they looked at us and said, what's zero drop? And we're like, well, your shoe's high on the hill and this balances it out. We gave them the whole spiel and just, I mean, we did this to several companies and they, most of them just laughed at us or they were very polite and said, okay, interesting, fair enough, whatever. And nothing ever came of it. And so, you know, the next outdoor retailer came around and nothing was, nobody was doing it and they just thought we were crazy. And so, um, we got together, uh, Jeremy Hallett, uh, was in on it, uh, Golden Harper and myself. And we said, let's, let's start a shoe company. And, um, actually uh, Jeremy said that to golden and golden's like laughed at him. And then they're like, well, actually maybe we should. And they called me up. And next thing we know, we're like, yeah, you know, start a shoe company. (laughs) Um, and one thing led to another and we got found all the, you know, got the funding and got sued and got all, you know, did all that stuff, you know, no quit my job at Canyon sports, went without a paycheck. And, um, but we really believed in it. And, um, you know, funny story about this is, um, you know, we got our very first prototype of the Lone Peak. Okay. Okay. This was 2010. So this was late summer 2010. And we're like, and I was actually running Wasatch 100 that year. And we got them about three weeks before Wasatch. And I was like, well, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's see what this is made out of. Right. And I had extra, extra shoes in my drop bags just in case. And, um, sure enough, um, I ran the entire race in the Lone Peaks. The wow. uh, first, literally, I mean, we're talking like a hundred thousand dollar pair of shoes here, right? And, wow, and that's my pressure. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, don't blow this. And honestly, it was really interesting because I, I have, I had a history of struggling with blisters. Okay. And a couple years previous at Wasatch 100, I finished the race, and my feet were just. I mean, I had blisters, blisters, blisters galore. And I, I actually really, I started crying at mile 97. Um, you know, with. Uh, uh, knowing that I, I just knew right then and there at mile 97, the Wasatch 100 of 2010, that Ultra would be successful. That's and awesome. I doubled down my efforts from there. <laughs> and um, here we are five years later. And um, like you said, domination global is domination <laughs> is, is our goal. And we are well on our way. And so that's kind of the foundation. That's how it happened. Um, we absolutely believe in our zero drop concept. We believe in our foot-shaped toe box. Of course, that's the, the element that allows your toes to be able to display and balance where we feel traditional shoes are just just neuter Not, your toes, yeah, yeah. Just, just crush them. So um, from there, we do all sorts of cool stuff in our shoes and our products. We think way outside the box. Uh, we put Velcro on the back of every trail shoe for gators. Yep, saw that. Um, yeah, yeah, we do that. Um, we do sandwich stone guards. We do removable stone guards. Uh, we just partnered with Vibram um, uh, for the new Olympus II. Uh, we're using NeoShell Polar, by Polartech instead of gotcha. Gore-Tex. So we're always doing outside the box stuff. We feel like it's more breathable than Gore-Tex. And um, that's where we're going. We're doing apparel now, and I mean, we got we got it all. You got to so, have it all now with yeah, all your yeah, followers abs- out there. Absolutely. They want more I branding, know, right? I, know. I wait till you see our new jacket that's coming out. Uh-oh. We have this jacket that every ultra runner in the community is going to want. Did you hear that, everybody? Yeah, every you've heard it here, right? Uh, every right. ultra runner in the community is going to want the new jacket. And what, what's the release date? The release date's February first. Okay, well, there you go. Perfect for Valentine's Day. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so you yeah. know, and one thing I, I have to bring up about this, and the reason why I wanted to bring this up first is what you guys did um, is just so amazing because you hear a lot of people, especially nowadays, I'm tired of working for the man and I don't like this and I want to, you guys literally, and you just said this, I went without a paycheck, you dropped everything and you followed Mm -hmm. a passion, you followed a dream and you went for it. Yeah. Now there's sick, there's stories out there where it may not work out for people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think a lot of that is you never know until you try. Yeah. Right. And good or bad, you never know what's going to happen. Trail Manners podcast, Trail Manners website. That's been thought about for a few years. 
and kind of came the same way. It's like, you know what, let the heck with it. Let's do it. Now, you know, now we're not anywhere near the level of ultra, but hopefully we'll have jackets coming out too. For sure. <laughs> I'm expecting that. Yeah, I'm expecting it. But I, I just think it's great because you always have an excuse. You're always scared. Um, yeah. But when you put all that aside, if you believe in your product like you did, I mean, that I got chills when you said I was at mile 97 of Wasatch, and I cried because I knew this was going to be a success. Yeah. And it's those moments, those pivotal times that you kind of – you're going to look back on a few years from now and you're yeah. like, wow, or you already have, but even more when, you know, you are a global dominant more than you are now, you're going to look back and remember that moment. I'm going to remember that now when I see ultra shoes, I'm like, oh <laughs> man, I remember the Wasatch 100 story. That's right. And, that's know, right. So, so I think that's something good for everybody. It's you make that leap and you jump into it. Yeah. And, right? and you know, for us, I think we were at that point in our lives where, um, we hadn't fully developed in the career path. And so it was, um, I think we were young enough and stupid enough, yeah. but also just in that point in our life where, yeah, we want to make a difference in the world. We want to do something special. We want to do something. And we really, uh, and we did, and we do really believe in, in the brand. And I think that that, uh, authenticity, a little, I don't know if that's the right word, but that, that authenticity has, has been felt by, uh, the community that yeah. we're doing something different. We clearly believe in it. And people have gravitated towards that. And it shows in our product. It shows in our, I think it shows in our marketing, I think. And I hope it does. And, and um, uh, clearly, uh, the growth's been awesome. We, we, uh, it's it's uh, humbling to know that so many people have responded to my crazy belief. And it's been fun to see that and, and be a part of the growth. Well, I mean, you, you, again, it kind of goes back to that, to that same process of you surrounded yourself with the right people, the, the people that believed in it. So mm -hmm. it wasn't that negative, you know, feeling you got up in the morning and you said you doubled down. I mean, you were hitting it hard. So, you know, and then you go to the marketing thing. And this is something that I'll always remember. I was watching TV one day years ago. I don't know what I was watching. It might have been a football game. It was some some primetime type event. Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, there's this helicopter commercial. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then a guy's running down the road, and I'm like, what the heck? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It was an ultra footwear commercial, and I that's thought right. I never would have seen that. Like, before that time, I don't remember seeing, you know, other companies in the trail community having commercials, let alone TV-wise. I mean, you get the YouTube videos and the social media stuff. I saw that. I'm like, what is? The, what are these guys up to, man? <laughs> I mean, holy cow. Yeah. Where's, was... where's their HR department? Where's the applications? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. It was, that, was, that was fun. I mean, it was, um, we uh, were really happy to be a part of the Icon Health and Fitness family. So that's our parent company. And they, they believed in us, too. And, and they kind of pitched me and said, okay, Brian, we, we think that we should do a TV commercial for your brand. And I was like, no. Uh, okay. And we went down. And we, it, was, it was amazing. It was, uh, it was one of those kind of pinch me now type of things when yeah. I, we actually flew down to New Zealand and we dumped a lot of money. Um, into this commercial. Well, you know, if you're going to shoot a commercial, you might as well do it in New Zealand, right? You're, you're totally right. I mean, it's like, might as well. But, you know, the funny thing is, is we actually looked at bids for, like, Hawaii. We want to kind of like an epic tropical location type of deal, and yeah. the New Zealand is actually cheaper. So, wow. well, you know, we cheaped out and went to New Zealand. Yeah, that's, man, must suck. <laughs> but, New no, it was, it was amazing, and um, it was a risk. It totally worked. Um, I think that that's... Uh, uh, that's how we do it. We, we like to do things different. We like to be borderline abrasive, definitely aggressive, but we, we like to be disruptive, I think is a good word for okay. it. And um, we did, and it's totally worked. So. Well, like you said, you're outside the box again, yep. right? Uh, yep, yep. Outside the toe box. That's right, that's uh, right. You know, changing some things around. So I had the opportunity to go down to Austin last week to the run event and saw you guys. And, I mean, first of all, your guys' booth, even at OR last year, was it was amazing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody flocked around. It was like, oh, my gosh, it's time for the Ultra Show. That's I'm right. Like, what is going on? But you've got a new shoe coming out. We do. And I know a lot of people have seen it. It's been yeah. on social media and it's yeah. coming out. But I got firsthand look at it and kind of the functionality of it. And I got to say, when I first saw it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. But then I saw it in action last week. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? So when does it, when does it come out? Give us a little yeah. take on it. So um, the background for this is Alter's always been about biomechanics, right? We always have believed that Zero Drop allows you to run more naturally. It allows you to run um, with less impact and so forth. And so we always thought, man, wouldn't it be cool if you could get live feedback while you're running? Kind of give you a range on, okay, am I, am I hill striking? Am I toe striking? You know, what's my impact? Am I favoring one leg over the other? So this has been a two and a half year project for us. Wow. We have gone through, I can't tell you how many prototypes and so forth. And we've 
our, we have developed the world's first fully interactive smart shoe. So what it does is it's got uh, dual accelerometers in it with a full length flex sensor. I mean, it is a full on computerized shoe that as you are running, it will give you live feedback on where you're landing. So are you hill striking midfoot? I mean, it'll give you exact angles of impact. It'll give you details in terms of if you're favoring one leg over the other. It'll actually give you... Um, uh, the amount of pressure per foot as well. So, wow. I mean, are you, you know, are you favoring one foot? Are you landing hard? Are you landing soft? It'll give you cadence. It'll give you contact time in terms of how long your foot's on the ground. I mean, we're talking, and this is live. You, you literally, live, it's a live coach. It's, it's a live coach. Yeah. You can literally just be running. It'll work with any, any, uh, application, any downloadable app. So, um, any iPad, any iPhone, any Android, anything, any download, any device with a downloadable app. It does, it will work with certain watches. So, uh, GPS okay. watches, it works with anything with, that runs Android wear. Okay. Um, particularly a new watch coming out, um, by a brand called iFit. So, okay. yeah. um, and, um, and that's, we partnered with iFit on the whole project, um, and which is a live coaching system as well. And so now we're, we're partnering with them and it's just been an awesome, uh, 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 research and development type process it's seen as it goes unbelievably cool we want to push the limits of everything we do and uh, we're really excited for it so this launches in march um uh two hundred dollars which That's, considering that yeah. a lot of just shoes are ranging in that 150 yeah. to 200 hundred dollar range this is a 200 dollars shoe that comes with basically a computer inside of it so uh as you're running or even post run right if you don't even want to get the live feedback you can post run and say oh man mile eight my, I just started heel striking batter. I started favoring that left leg at mile 12. You know, you can see that as you, you know, while you're running and post run. So we're really excited about it. It's called the IQ and, um, it's going to be launching in March of 2016. Wow. Yeah. It, it, I was, I was impressed. It's cool. And I could imagine, it's cool. you know, I mean, technology's changing, but you know, two and a half years ago when you guys first sat down to probably talk about this, it was like a pie in the sky. Totally. Is this going to this happen? Would it work? What do we put? I mean, no one's ever done anything like yeah, this. I exactly. mean, it's, it's totally new. And so it was like, uh, sure, let's, let's kind of, and it just, at first we kind of put some resources to towards it. And then all of a sudden we found a couple ways to do it and it grew and grew and grew until this last year we've been like full on, full on, it. full on hitting it. That's great. Cause yeah. you know, guys like me, I, I, I'd almost do it just as a laugh. Right. Put them on and be like, come on, man, what are you doing? Right foot, left foot. Are you, you know, it would tell me things. I'd probably just sit and go, I just don't even know what I'm doing. Here. Yeah. Make me feel worse. Right? Well, and, and the fun <laughs> thing. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? Here's the fun thing, right, is we didn't want to just give you data. Right. And so with our experience and with our focus on running technique and biomechanics, if you buy an ultra shoe, for example, you're going to get a 12 page education brochure. You get all that information on the inside of the box. So with that data, we're actually giving you suggestions on how to improve. That's so awesome. we don't want you to be a downer, right? We yeah. want you to say, here's where you are. Here's opportunities to get better. That's awesome. It's not going to be a, okay, you suck, right? That's it's maybe, gonna, okay, then I'll look at it. Then, yeah, so I, don't, don't feel bad. You don't need to, <laughs> you know, we don't want to be downers, but it's, it's, it's basically information that says, okay, here I am as a runner. What can I do to get better? And that's the goal of the project is um, runners uh, like data. And if there's opportunities oh, yeah. for you to improve mm -hmm. using that data, let's do it. And let's get you to run better. Let's get you to run healthier. And let's give you the the knowledge to do it. And I was noticing, too, it almost is like cheers you on when you do it right. It's yeah. like it was like putting these things on there like great job. You're in the zone or you know, I don't remember exactly, but it, uh -huh. would, it would give you some like make you feel better. Totally. Like I was watching right. the, the, the lady run on the treadmill and I'm watching it and she was, you know, kind of messing up on purpose too, to show the difference. And then she hit the zone and I, I was excited for her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you did I'm it. like, you did it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, like fun. it's fun. It's fun. We're really game. excited. So well, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk to you about what you do now. Cause uh -huh. we, we know about your ultra, we know what you're doing here, but I want, we want to dig into more of you know, you're a runner. Yeah. You're not just working here. You, you get out and you get after it too. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with you um, to cover a few more things. Hi, this is Scott Hyme, and you're listening to the Trail Manners Podcast, bringing you the dirt and the vert. Okay, we are back with Brian Beckstead. And, you know, I forgot to mention, we are at the mothership here. We're at the yep. Ultra Footwear offices. I'm looking out here and looking at Brian's sales team, his customer service team, um, some top secret documentation all over the place, so I can't get into it. But we are here in Logan, Utah, uh, with Brian Beckstead at his, in his office. So, you know, we just talked about a little bit um, about the history of Ultra, you know, how it came about, how you did it, what you guys are all about. 
And as much as I've known about ultra and known about you, that was really interesting. So, um, but now let's really crack a nut. Okay. okay. We're going to okay. talk about you. Uh-oh. So you talked earlier about biomechanics and your degree and where you went to school, you ran a little bit, but you are a, a serious. Yeah. I, ultra, I'm out trail there. runner. Yeah. I mean, I'm out there. And I'm going to just start in right now. And you did UTMB last year. I did. And the first thing I'm going to say about that is when people were live feeding this, um, you had some friends over there, somebody yep. that knew you, because yep. kept posting yep. your photo. Uh-huh. All the pictures I saw of you were smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it made me sick. All oh. right. So I'm thinking, okay, this is one of the, if not the, and it's personal preference perspective, toughest trail races in the world. Yep. And every single photo of you, you had a grin on your face like, Check me out. I'm in a candy store. So, <laughs> and you finished that race in 38:29. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, all right. I want to know. It's on my bucket list. It's, okay. it's not going to happen tomorrow or next year. What What's the deal? I mean, uh, is it just amazing? It, I mean, I see it photos. really is. Yeah. yeah. UTMB was. Um, it was really cool for me, and uh, it's been on my bucket list ever since I first saw the videos. And it is better than advertised <laughs> in terms of beauty. Um, it really is, um, you know, for me as a diehard ultra runner, I've been doing them for, I, I'm entering my 11th year of ultra running. I've wow. been doing them every, you know, so uh, you started when you were nine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, um, I was 22. Wow. I did. I was 22. So, um, and I guess I'm, I guess I finished my 11th year cause I, I just turned 34. So I'm, I'm kind of done 11 years of ultra running and I'm just, I absolutely love it. So yeah, UTMB is just a kid in the candy store for a for a dork like me. Okay, so so walk walk me the short version because it's a long course and I know a lot happened and it yeah. was a little while ago. But you know, there's like 2,600 runners, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you were in the 500 range. Uh-huh. So that's amazing. Number one. I mean, yeah. finishing the race. Let's let's face it. Getting there. Okay. Getting there's hard. Yeah. You, you don't just say, hey, I want to sign up for this. Give me, give me here's 100 bucks, right? Yeah. So first of all, getting in the race is hard. The pictures of you smiling all over the place and your time. I mean, it's phenomenal race. How how did this unfold for you? How come you were so happy? Yeah, well, um, I, I don't. I mean, I know we're talking about me, but uh, it, it kind of was one of those kind of pinch me now moments as well because uh, my wife and I had our ten year anniversary. Wow! So that was our ten year anniversary trip, uh, which is very cool. <laughs> yeah. And Alter had a big booth there too, oh, okay. so it was go. there on business, awesome. right? So I had to go over on business, Gosh, and the whole week before, I was doing interviews with French magazines and Swiss magazines and. Um, just talking and, you know, as I'm running, I'm seeing, I'm re- meeting some guy from Romania. I don't know if you're out there, but, uh, <laughs> some dude from Romania, a guy from Japan, like all wearing ultras. And so I'm just talking and running and, and I purposely wanted to just enjoy it. I didn't want to go and just race. Um, okay. I'm, I'm inherently competitive and, um, uh, and it just with life, I've, I've now have three kids and, and, and work. And so I didn't have quite the training I wanted to. And so I just made a, a mental note right off the start that I'm going to have fun and enjoy this regardless of what happens. And uh, I started at the very back. I, I mean, I was at the church back there. I mean, it took me five minutes just to get to the starting line. Wow. So n- take my time down by five minutes. Five minutes, okay. okay. Yeah, next so time. we yeah. got a 38-24. Yeah. I mean, it, it took me, the, honestly, the first the first little while was was great. Um, then it kind of got a little frustrating that first night because I, I was just stuck in people. And um, and so it, uh, uh, it, it it was great because I was I started out really slow. And I just worked my way, you know, the first aid station, I was like 1800th place, 1,800. <laughs> oh and I just, I just, the whole race, I just chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. And, you know, finally about 35 miles in, I kind of got a little like room <laughs> oh my gosh. and, um, which was, which was, which was great. And then I had literally I had the best 10 hours of running in my life, um, from mile, uh, from about mile 35 till, you know, mile 60. I mean, it was the best. I mean, it was the best 10 hours of my life. It was wow. just unbelievable. The Italian side of the race is, is just amazing. Um, as the sun's rising and, and you've been running for, you know, 12 hours and, um, just the adrenaline was amazing. And then it got really, it was a hot year. So it wasn't, there was no rain. I mean, it was hot. So it got really hot late in the day. And, um, this, I was kind of worried about the second night out there. And I'll tell you that, well, I, I started so slow and I, st- I was just passing people. So the second night I'm like, I got this, this huge surge and I just, just started passing more and more people and just, just absolutely loved it. And, um, it was fantastic. I, now keep on mind. I also, um, in the back of my mind knew that 12 days later I was going to run Wasatch yeah, that was, 100. That was the next thing I was going to so bring So I kind of left a little bit in the tank there, <laughs> but, um, I had a great experience at UTMB and I highly recommend, 
um, to go out there. It really is the pinnacle of ultra running. Uh, if you're a diehard guy, it's your kid in the candy store. Well, you know, and I'm, I'm doing the quick math and I'm not a genius, but if you started say in the back and, and you ended up where you were finish wise, you passed over 2000. Yeah, I people. passed about 2000 people. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's yeah. a lot of people to reel in. <laughs> yes, Cause I is. hear that all the time late it in the race. Is. We got to reel some people in, but you just said, I'm going to reel in 2000 people yeah. on this race. So yeah. that's, that's entertaining. And you know, and the, the next thing I, the atmosphere there, I yeah. mean, I mean oh, everything gosh. you see, it's just like, it's a party. Oh, I mean, it people is. are just in awe of this thing. So, oh, yeah. I mean, how did you, how did you take all that in? Cause you well, have to at some oh, point. You do. And, um, it's, it's a balance where you don't want to get too wound up because then you release those emotions and endorphins. So you're actually trying to hold it back a little bit, but yeah, I mean the side of the mountain, there's 40 people just cheering with bells, ale, 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 you know, and it just, uh-huh. it's just, it just gets you pumped up and they're, um, it's just a party every town. I mean, I was at some little, uh, Swiss town at like uh, the second day. I mean, it, it was 4 a.m., right? 4 a.m. And the town is full, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, who are these people? Like, get a job or I, mean, yeah. I don't know. But it was great. It was awesome. I mean, every village came out. I mean, they were they would just sit there drinking their their coffee at 4 in the morning. Ale, ale, you know? And it's 4.30 it time for milking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just, it was great. So, I mean, it was um, it, the vibes, the the the... The whole, all the countries, the towns—it's it really is a neat experience. Wow. So, you, and I and I enjoyed every second of it. Well, you could tell. Yeah, and I, I yeah. mean that sincerely. Like not just photos I've seen on on your your blog post of, of the race itself, but people were literally live tweeting it. And Brian's doing great and everything, and you're just smiling. Yeah. And you could see it was genuine. It wasn't like, oh, there's a camera I'm gonna put a face on because we've all been there. And yeah. It's just some, you can't smile if you don't want to. So, I mean, that was the first. And then and then you kind of you kind of cheated me out of something here. But I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna say it anyway. So as I as you said. 12 days later after being traveling the globe yeah okay time change jet lag also tackling one of the toughest races you come back and you're like yeah i guess i I guess i'm gonna run wasatch 100 which (laughs) in itself is a very difficult 100 mile mountain race yeah so and that race you finished sub 30 i did yeah that was kind of my goal i I really wanted to go sub 30 in that one and and a lot of people's goal is to go sub 30 for sure but that doesn't include racing 12 days before in the toughest race on the planet so mindset okay you you had fun you're Uh in utmb you took it all in you're home you're recovering you have work you have your family now it's wasatch time yeah what was your mindset there because you had a goal so how did you keep how did you adjust everything say you know i got to go sub 30 you know um well first of all it was my fifth wasatch so wasatch i i know wasatch right i'm comfortable with it i if you know um the only you know for 10 years i have run right into the finish if not racing at least at least pacing and so wasatch is my home course i was confident i knew i could do it and so um that's uh that's what I did. It's just I just chipped away and chipped away. I, I ran it with a couple of friends, buddies of mine. We ran almost the entire race together. Wow. Um, there was about eight of us, and um, three of us <laughs> finished together, so to speak. Uh, but um, you know, as people go, go faster or slower, but um, you know, the first seventy-five miles were great. And I, I, I tell you what, um, from seventy-five to to 90 was just, I thought I was going to die. I really, I was like, um, one of my, Swiss one of my, villagers yeah, cheering I, know, I was on. like, I was like, I need some, I need a Swiss village here to cheer me up. But, um, and then I rebounded and, um, I was really happy. Um, I, I, I love Wasatch 100. I mean, the Lone Peak, for example, is that we built it for Wasatch and that's my yeah. shoe for Wasatch and Wasatch is my home territory, a uh, home course. And, um, I had a blast and I'm just happy to, I just feel like, um, you know, it's, you know, life's hard. Um, it no, it's never easy, but I just have to kind of remember that I'm just lucky to be a part of ultra. I'm lucky to have my family and I am super lucky to be able to run. Yeah. And I absolutely love to run. Um, it's, uh, uh, I, I love being outdoors. Fly fishing is my other hobby, so I just love running and fly fishing. That was and, next. Uh oh, I, I keep. I, I'm not looking at your notes. I'm sorry, but I, I absolutely love being outdoors, and um, uh, that's kind of the me time, and it's my favorite thing. And just try to find a balance. I'm not as competitive as I was four or five years ago, just with work and family. But uh, I'm. It's actually more fun being in the middle of a pack. Yeah. So I love it. It's just. It's great. See, so. and that's where I hang out. Yeah, I, yeah I, I had it all wrong all those see, years trying to trying that, to get fast. That and it was I, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, was I don't dumb. like the pressure. No, no. <laughs> and 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 I've kind of taken that pressure off. I mean, I'm inherently yeah. competitive, but I've just kind of the last couple of years, I've really just said I'm just going to go enjoy it. I love being in the mountains. I love running. I love the community. I love all my friends in the community, and um, it's been really fun, kind of just toning it back competitively. 
um, a little bit and just enjoying the races for what they are. Well, and, and for somebody, you know, in your shoes, no pun intended, when you're in those races and you see a pair of ultras, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. UTMB, I mean, that's got to be in the back of your mind and, you know, you may not boast about it, but, you know, you got to look at that and go, wow, you're making a difference too. Yeah. So, you know, all those, the competitive things or whatever, you see people finish and, you know, I still see the Facebook feeds, the Twitter feeds and all the pictures. Oh, I got my, my, my shoes today. Check them out. Here they are. I'm going to go for a run. I mean, that's got to be yeah. pretty exciting. The same with a race. Yeah. Like I said, I just kind of, you have to just as hard as it is, cause it, it's not easy. Um, but you have to enjoy those moments for what they are and, and just feel lucky that, that I'm a part of it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it's super impressive. Not just UTMB, which obviously is, but the fact you did Wasatch, I've done Wasatch, I've gone sub 30, um, and you know, I'm not fast, but it's, it's awesome what you did. Yeah. So, Thank uh, you. and then that's going to bring up the next thing is you are a giggly fisherman. Yeah. What I, would I call love, you. love. So fly I fishing. see all these pictures of you and it's these big old hogs yeah. and you're just grinning ear to ear and yeah. it's like secret spot. Pretty much. Secret spot. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so, and you've done some fast packing with yeah, a pole absolutely. to get to spots and running around miles and miles and miles, dropping a line in, taking off again. Yep. Um, so it incorporates all the things. Where did you get your passion for fishing? Um, you know, I grew up fishing with my dad. Okay. Um, we used to go up to High Uinas, um, used to use flying bubbles, um, just started when I was a little tiny kid. My family would go up. I mean, I was I have pictured me five years old up in the high Uinas catching wow. fish. And then it just progressed from there. By the time I was 10, that was the only thing I wanted for Christmas was fishing equipment. And I just <laughs> drive my mom and dad crazy about taking me fishing. Um, as soon as I got old enough to drive, um, you know, I would every other weekend I was up backpacking and fishing. Um, you know, my degree, I have a double major in exercise science and outdoor recreation management. So okay. I'm a Knowles graduate. All I've right. done all that stuff. Solid. Um, and then it just, with my running, it just kind of became this evolution of fast packing. And now I don't even have time to go fast packing. So I just do it in a day yeah. now. I call it ultra fishing. Well, I turned around here is where I'm sitting and I'm like, is that a fly? Yeah, rod I've got a case? fly rod in my office. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's living, he, he's got a rough life, folks. So, yeah. you know, he's got to travel to different countries. He's got to develop shoe lines that he wears and uses and he's got to fish. And, you know, that's, that's a tough life. Yeah. So. so that's my training is I, I, I love going for these 15, 20 mile runs, fishing all day. And then running back. So I'll do, you know, 20 to 40 mile runs in the summer um, and then try to get fishing in. I, do, I don't have time to fast pack. I don't yeah. have time to run and fish. And so my wife's really supportive where it's kind of every other weekend I get a day and nice. I go and do all of it in a day. And it's just awesome. You know, and, and that's come up a few times just sitting here talking to you is, you know, time and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And that's something that we touch on a lot here um, for the Trail Matters podcast. We've had Scott Jaime on. We've had a few guests. One of the things that is interesting to hear and we like to hear is how do you balance it? You've got family training, traveling, your ultra fishing team, mm -hmm. right? And you racing. How do you balance all of those things? Um, well, uh, I try, it, it looks like I'm fooling people cause I, it looks like I've balanced it, but usually I'm kind of like this, like scatterbrain train wreck some days it feels like, but it's hard work. It's effort. It's dedication. Um, um, it's also everything I do. I, I love, right. It's not okay. like, it's not like any of this stuff is hard, like, painfully difficult, right? It's stuff that I love. And so I'm, I'm a morning person. So I get up and run, you know, this week I, you know, I wake up at, you know, five or five thirty, most, you know, or 6am and go running, um, a lot in the mornings. Um, uh, I like to get home before my kids uh, are up and awake. Um, and so I can spend morning, uh, you know, just 45 minutes, yeah. you know, my wife and I talk about it that with my kids, particularly who are my number one priority, it's, it's a quality versus quantity. Yeah. And so, cause I still need my alone time for me, the way, the way I'm built, I still love to be alone in yeah. the mountains, fly fishing and trail running. So we make it work. You know, I get up early in the mornings, get my miles in, um, spend some time with the family, go to work, come home. And usually, um, you know, we, most of my employees know that there's an hour or two in the evening that just don't contact me. I won't answer the phone. I'll call you back at eight 30 when my kids are asleep. Yeah. You know? And so that's what I do. I, I, you know, people always say, well, how do you fit it in? And I usually respond this crowd won't, you guys understand it, but it's, well, how many hours do you watch TV yeah. a week? Well, yeah. that's, that's my time that I don't watch TV. You know, I don't, I don't play video games. I, you know, I don't do it's any prioritizing of that. It's, it's just a prioritizing yeah. what's important. And, um, and so that's how I squeeze it in. And, um, you know, 
uh, I'm lucky to travel and my favorite thing to do to get over jet lag is to go run. So, you know, I, uh, I don't take a nap when I get to the hotel, right? I go run and uh, sometimes it's hard and, um, but I, I love, I love running. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's ingrained in me and I, so you make it a priority. Okay. That's what it's about. Now you mentioned you do a lot of traveling and I know from some, you know, all the social media stuff and talking to you in the past, you travel a lot. You run everywhere you go. Everywhere you just mentioned I go. that. Absolutely. So name a few places, a okay. few gems, uh-huh. you know, not maybe the, the stuff people would think about. What are some of the places you've run on your, your business trips that you just kind of go, wow, that was, I want to go back or that was amazing. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, I, I, a lot of times I call them my urban adventures. Okay. Um, my favorite uh, to date urban adventure was Hong Kong. Um, Hong Kong was just unbelievable. I mean, the lights and the bay and I, I mean, so anytime I'm in Hong Kong, I just, I, I just love running in Hong Kong. Wow. Um, that's been one of my favorites. Um, you know, our, our European uh, headquarters is in Paris. And so Golly. I'm in, I'm in Paris about three, three four times a year. Oh, yeah. Wow. And Paris has great, and there's actually shocking amount of trails and parks in there. So there's actually, you know, I can do a run, I can do a 15 mile run in Paris and you know, half of it's actually on dirt or grass. I mean, there's actually single track trails, grass parks that connect everything. So, um, I love running, um, in Paris, Paris is fantastic. Um, and, uh, oh, and uh, Japan, uh, <laughs> Japan is just awesome. Uh, Japan's actually has embraced ultra more than any other country. Wow. Um, if you go to a, an ultra race in Japan, um, you're going to see, we'll probably be the number one or number two brand being worn. So we're very, very strong in Japan and big um, in Japan, right? big in Japan. That's right. <laughs> Get it done. So, um, I love running in, in Japan too. It just, it, you have to, you make, you have to make sure you have cell service cause the signs are just, they're not in English. So it's <laughs> not like Japan. it's translatable. <laughs> like in <laughs> France, you can actually like translate the signs a little bit, but no, not in Japan. You so know where you're going. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so, and then this past weekend was a big weekend for you too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So s- those of you who don't know, this past weekend was the hard rock 100 lottery mm. followed. You know, I'm tweet. I'm watching the tweets on there and sure enough, there's Brian Beckstead. That's right. So this will be your first, first hard rock, hard rock. Yeah, I was, I, um, it's the seventh time I've put in. So okay. I have, I have, this has been a seven Major year dues. project for me. <laughs> okay. So yes. So, so you're watching or hearing, I don't know how you found out. I don't yeah. know if you watch Twitter or something yeah. I'll let you know, but you heard the news. What, what happened? I mean, what did you go through next? I was, I, you know, it's funny. I was actually, um, thinking I was going to, I was, I just had this feeling I was going to get drawn. And um, rather than sit there and think about it, I actually went running. Nice. And That's why you paid the. Yeah, I, I, pay, I it was like rather than you know sitting at home ho humming, wishing, uh, I actually went running during the lottery. Um, and when I got back, um, I had like eight messages <laughs> yeah. in my inbox phones blowing and phones up. blowing up <laughs> and texts and Facebook and all this. And so um, that was just cool, you know that. Um, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, we just signed a sponsorship agreement and literally when they, when I signed the agreement, they were like, okay, you know, there's no favoritism here. And I was like, I know, but I also just knew I was going to get in. Yeah. And so, um, that was fun. And so, um, anyway, um, I'm really happy to be, we're going, we'll be down there as a sponsor and I'll yeah. be running it too. So, um, double like whammy, business, double, trip, whammy, business, business trip, trip, business trip, that thing. <laughs> And, um, and, you know, having done, uh, you know, ultra trail Mount Fuji, having done UTMB and, you know, Wasatch five times, um, hard rock doesn't quite intimidate me as much as maybe it should. And, okay. um, I've done it, gone down and paced it, um, a couple times and I'm just so happy, so happy to go and get my hard rock finish. That's going to be awesome. And it's going to happen. So, yeah, there you so go. I'm, I love I'm pretty, that. I love that stoked. attitude. Yeah. So what else do you have planned? What's your, what's your 20, I know hard rock obviously has got to be just yeah. right at the top of the chart. Yeah, hard but, rock's my focus. Um, you know, it's been fun, uh, with me traveling. A lot of times I'll try to, uh, if I'm going to be there, I might as well go and race. And so I'm hoping to be racing, uh, Translantua in Hong Kong in wow. March, which will be really cool. Uh, Eco Trail, uh, 80K in Oslo, Norway in May. And, um, and then I, uh, I want to revisit a race I haven't done in a long time, um, which is bear 100. Oh, nice. So I think that'll give me a little bit, a a few extra weeks, uh, post hard rock. I've done Wasatch five times, like I said. And so, um, I think I'm going to kind of take a break from Wasatch, even though it's still like my, my baby. Um, I'll probably, I'll be there working an aid station and probably pacing for sure. And we sponsor that too. So we'll, we'll have all that. But, um, but I think I'm going to do bear 100, which is here in Logan. Yeah, so like, it's kind of, I can almost see it's, the start it's like my new, wall yeah, yeah. Here, right? my, the starts <laughs> two miles from my, my 
house. And so um, that's kind of my racing schedule right now. I'll do Squaw Peak 50 as well here okay. in Utah. Um, this will be my 10th Squaw Peak nice. 50. Wow. Um, so I'll get my 10 um, at Squaw Peak this that's year, awesome. which is in June here in Utah. So that's my racing schedule. Um, uh, definitely molds around work quite a bit. That's awesome. And um, I, uh, I love it. Well, you know, and I look at my race, I mean, you know, obviously in Utah here, and I look at my racing schedule, and I'm like, okay, we're here in southern Utah, we're here in central Utah, we're here in northern Utah, and you're over here going, I'm going to be in Hong Kong, I'm going to be in Norway, I'm going <laughs> to yeah, be in, you know, I'm I like, know. I'm a suck, right? Well. <laughs> my Motel 6 or the back of my bus, and you're, <laughs> you're living at large, so. Uh, you know, and, and I think... When it's all said and done, like you said, it was it, there. I had about three years. And I mentioned this earlier. Three years, I think, before this, the podcast. But I had three years that were pretty scary, and um, we sacrificed a lot, and um, we seized the opportunity, and um, now we get to kind of reap some of the rewards. Roll in it and enjoy it a but, little bit. That's uh, what you it, mine as well, right? That's right. That's right. So, if there is there anything on your bucket list that you haven't done? You mentioned you had some bucket lists you've knocked off, like a UTMB. Is there still something on the horizon or something that you you have on your bucket list yeah. you want to do? I think um, the the one that, um, and I don't know when it's going to happen, but um, I want to do um, the Grand Slam. Okay, that's my that's my my ultimate bucket list. Gotcha. You know. Um, uh, I still have never done Western. I've never done Leadville. I've never done Vermont. And um, I really want to do, uh, obviously I've done Wasatch, but I, I think the bucket list uh, the, uh, is the Grand Slam. That's my, that's my number one bucket list. Um, and I don't know if, when it's going to happen, um, but um, that's, uh, that's ult- my ultimate goal right now. And, and um, outside of that, you know, it's just um, enjoy every race, you know, enjoy the opportunity. And so that's, you know, that's that's where I'm at. Nice. Well, yeah. you know, by the time you do it, it might be the uh, the uh, Grand Slam sponsored by Ultra. Yeah, you got you got, you got two of the four. We're, we're yeah, we'll get there. Out. We'll we're, we'll take our time, but yeah, we're we're uh, we're we have no intention of of slowing down our nice. business. That's and, it's um, good to see. And uh, nor are we going to rest on the laurels that we have. I mean, we're always you know pushing, doing new stuff and. As I can see, yeah, you know, looking around the office, absolutely, it's kind, of, kind of fun for me being in here too. So. Yeah, no, no cameras, no, no cameras, no cameras, or audio out. only. Please, these, are, these glasses I have on <laughs> do not have a camera built in. Yeah. So one thing we're going to end with, and I know you're you're busy, you got to get to work. Um, we like to do for our listeners a little lightning round. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, okay, um, and you just kind of hammer off whatever comes to your mind. Uh, some of these we've used in the past with our guests, so some of them are pretty good. I'll break it in easy for you. Um, to get you going. What is your favorite race buckle? Oh boy. Favorite race buckle. Honestly. Um, oh gosh, I don't even know. Um, I thought, um, I did cascade crest a few years back and I thought that was really cool. Okay. So that's one we haven't had yet. That's, um, that's, that's mine. Um, that's the, I think the coolest buckle. I think the buckle that I want, and I guess my next bucket list that I didn't mention is a sub 24 at Wasatch. Oh, yeah. So that's my coveted buckle, which I don't cheetah. have. It's going to happen. Yeah. Crimson cheat is going to happen one of these days. Nice. So, um, so that's, that's another, uh, bucket, uh, uh, bucket list, but bucket that's, list, that's and bucket buckle. list buckle that I want. Nice. Well, I got my up sub 30 buckle on. Nice. It just makes me feel cozy. Cool. Yeah, so. of course. So what, what advice do you have to a new trail runner, not an ultra runner, but a new trail runner? Um, I think, uh, I think it's just, uh, don't be afraid, just go and enjoy it. Um, don't, you know, there's a kind of the structure that roadrunners have where it's, you know, speed and time and I'm going to Strava this and, you know, and, and, um, I think one of the fun things about trail running in general is you don't have to worry about the speed as much. Don't worry about the distance as much. Don't even worry about get, go get lost. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, usually it's like, go downhill, follow the city lights. It's not that hard. Don't, you know, don't, it's not, don't be intimidated by trail running. Um, and just go and enjoy it. Don't get caught up in the speed, time, distance routes, all that garbage. That's what trail running for me, at least that's what it, that's what it is for me. I don't, I actually stopped wearing a watch nice. uh, several years ago. So I literally, I have no idea how many miles I run a week. I don't know how much time I, when I race, um, uh, Wasatch 100 again this last year. Um, I didn't even know if I was on sub 30 because I didn't have a watch until the very last aid station. Wow. Um, so I kind of, I'd get, I'd get every aid stations. I'd kind of, okay, I'm on pace uh, roughly, uh, you know, but, um, I just, just go and enjoy it. Um, that's worked for me. Um, trail running is about being outside and being outdoors. It's not about getting your straw the time or getting your, you know, your, your six miles in for the day. No, go and enjoy, take you know, whatever what time you. you have. That's how I am. I've got, okay, I've got 70 minutes. I'm going to go and maximize and enjoy that 70 minutes. Nice. What about, uh, what's your typical meal you eat the night before a race? Um, I'm a big, um, protein guy. So, um, two nights before a race, I always have a massive, massive steak. 
Nice. And um, I don't do carbs um, before a race. I think I do carbs during the race. I'm more on that um, um, kind of that Vespa fat, fat is fuel, fat burn type yeah. thing. So nice. that works for me. The night before a race, I, I don't like to do the steak. I'll do, I almost always do a salmon. I really like, I feel like salmon, some rice and vegetables tends to work really well for me. Um, and then the two nights before I do a big old steak. Nice. So, yeah. What about what is your favorite race distance and why? Ooh, 50 miles. 50 miles. 50 miles is my favorite. I feel like it's, um, uh, you can, hundreds of all, I always struggle with hundreds. Just, the, I don't know what it is. Going um, through the night. Going through the night. Day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, and you're like foggy for the next week. We're 50 miles. I can go bang those out. Um, I, I absolutely love 50 mile distance. To me, it's my fave. Nice. What about, uh, what is your favorite race performance and why? Ooh, um, favorite race performance. Um, I think a few years back, um, uh, I really, uh, made a mental like just go and sacrifice my body at squat peak 50 i'd done it so many times i'd never been able to break the nine hour barrier um and so and it you know i mean that's a brutal a, course nine really hours tough. flying yeah, it's a and i've course. been i've been like nine oh you know nine oh ten nine oh nine oh nine nine eleven a couple of years nine twenty uh, several times in nine twenties and i just i didn't even take a watch that that year and i just went for it i just 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 hammered it and um, and I ran a 850, nice. and um, wow. that was awesome That's for me. Huge. That was huge for me. You know, a third place um, was massive. You know, I've won a couple ultras and even little dinky ones where no one shows up, but that <laughs> was where like I felt like I. I gave everything I had that day, and, and I was really happy, and that's my PR there. And wow, that's that was, a nice PR. Yeah, I've yeah, run that good race one. three or four times, and, yeah, I'm not in the single digits anywhere. So yeah. that's, that's, that's a tough race, too. Yeah, so I was happy with that. What was the first ultra race you've ever ran? Um, Goblin Valley 50K. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. pretty obscure. It's it, it October, right? Yeah, it's October. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, um, I, I'd just gotten married, and, um, and I... I decided to run St. George Marathon that year. So I ran St. George. And like a week later, I was like, that was fun. I should go do one of those trail ones. Oh, wow. And so a month after doing um, that uh, uh, St. George Marathon, my very first marathon, I did Goblin Valley 50K. Turns out six miles is a lot farther than, you know, 32 <laughs> is a lot farther than 26. It sounds different. And I've never really touched the marathon distance since. I just, it just became, I, I got hooked right then. Nice. Next year, I did um, Bonneville Shoreline Trail Marathon yeah. and Squaw Peak 50 and that's just ever since that history, just, just history. Nice. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite Disney movie? You got kids. Oh boy. Favorite Disney movie. Um, well, when I was a kid, it was Aladdin. Um, and now, um, I don't know what's, um, what's my favorite. You know, my kid, honestly, even when I was a kid, I loved it. And my boys love it is Lion King. Lion King. I'd, I'd say it's Lion a, King. Lion King. I loved it when I was a kid. I was, I was kind of a little old, like I was kind of on the tail end of that age wise. And I liked it then. And it was almost like I was embarrassed to like it. So, you know, like 12 year old <laughs> boys don't like Disney movies, you know, but, um, uh, my boys love it. I, I, I think Lion King's awesome. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. What is your favorite brand of trail running shoes? Uh, <laughs> ultra, I think. Okay. Me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I saw you yeah. thinking through okay. that one pretty, Uh-oh. pretty quick there. So if you, um, could run with anybody, okay, uh-huh. that it's, you know, past or, or to current date uh-huh. and you could pick their brain, you want on, on your little fishing runs or whatever, okay. you could take one person with you just to talk and pick their brain. Who would it be? Um, oh boy. Um, I'm going to go, it's actually, I actually had the, uh, did this. I actually ran with this person oh, and wow. it was like the coolest person ever. And Thank you. I want, well, not, yeah, oh, not sorry. you, Eric. Thanks. Oh, sorry. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, Amazing close, run. close. Um, but, um, mud and guts Miller, oh, Dana yeah. Miller. I, oh. I, I shared about four miles with him once. And, um, I look back on some of his times at Wasatch 100 in the like late eighties and early nineties. And it's like, Back then they were like map and compass and he was yeah. still running like 21 hours. Okay. Like, and, and every time I've only spoken with him probably a half dozen times and every time it's like, cool. Just like, like I'm not, inter- I'm not, I'm interested in fast guys, but I'm more interested in the pioneers yep. of like, like why would you, who, like the first guys to have run hard rock 100. Like yeah. I'd love to pick those guys' brains. And Dana Miller is one of those pioneers that I've looked up to over the years. And, and every time I, you know, I've only had a few intermittent experiences with him and they've all been amazing. And I would love to just go and run 50 miles with him and just get, pick everything out of his brain. You know, it's, it's ironic. You said that. And I got goosebumps again today. Um, I ran my last, what was it the year I went sub 30 at Wasatch? I w- ran with him coming into Big Mountain. Mm. And when I first came up on him, um, I didn't know it was him. 
right? Yeah. And I knew who he was, but I just came up on him and, you know, wasn't really paying attention. We started talking and I hadn't looked over yet. You know, you're just talking, kind yeah. of watching your footing. And he's like, oh, well, how do you think you're going to do today? You know, kind of real polite. I'm like, well, I was really hoping to go sub 30, but I'm, I'm pr- I don't think I'm going to have a chance today. And he said, oh, you've got plenty of time. And I kind of looked over and I went, oh, my gosh, that's, <laughs> Dana, that's Miller. Dana Miller. You know? Yeah. And, and coming from that, I have a really close friend of mine and Dana Miller are really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that until after the race. So you said that. It's, it kind of brought me yeah, back a little bit. Uh, that, yeah. I mean, the fast guys, and I, there's some great athletes out there, and I yeah. love picking their brain. But those pioneers in terms of, like, why, like, who started this ultra running thing and, well, and what was the, you know, those are the type of people that really interested me. And Dana's one of those guys. Well, you look at it too, is everything we have nowadays to run all the, the science behind it, yeah. all the more experience and the mm-hmm. years of people screwing it up and figuring it out and the gels and the night nutrition and the shoes and the apparel. And you mm-hmm. look back and you're like, how did they get through on literally like a, like a Nalgene type canteen. Yeah. Like they're doing hiking boots, Nalgene bottles and snicker bars, yeah, exactly. right? It's like, I'm like map the, and compass and it's yeah, like I mean, wow the, the chaff to chafe to fun oh, ratio had to geez. be off the chart. yeah I can't, I can't i can't imagine I so mean, yeah. yeah i see the same thing when i see some of those guys and i watch those older movies and uh-huh. i'm excited tonight i'm actually going to go see the barkley oh, marathon movie, awesome so i'm awesome. super psyched but when you see those and you kind of look and go my gosh you know he doesn't got he you know there's no liner in those you know <laughs> yeah. there's no no grease stick or squeaky yeah. cheeks or anything else he's gonna chafe yeah you know, and yeah the nutrition and the aid stations and just the the luck we have nowadays yeah. It, yeah. it cracks me yeah up, so. so there you go well i know you gotta get um i just i want to tell you again i appreciate you taking the time i know you're a busy guy um you know it's always fun to have fun guests on and learn a little bit about them and you know thanks for everything you've done i mean you, you don't probably see it as much as most but you've done a lot for for trail running in general and ultra running with the shoe line and, you know, following your passions. And that's something here we're, you know, promoting all the time. So thank you so much for taking the time. It's been great. Wish you luck. Hopefully we'll see you at Hard Rock. Maybe we'll catch you after the race and talk to you to see if you're smiling like you were at UTMB. I'll so. be there, and uh, I, I'm i pretty positive I'll be smiling. And if you run by me, I will scream like a Swiss person, <laughs> just so you kind of get that little. <laughs> I'll, ring, I'll ring a bell. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it, um, and have a good, safe trip. Hey, thanks, Eric. All and right. thanks to uh, Trail Manor's blog for, for coming up. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully we can keep going, and don't forget to uh, – Listen to us on iTunes, uh, Podbean, and check out our website. You can also check out more um, at www.ultrarunningfootwear.com, right? Is that the whole thing? Ultrarunning.com. Dang it. Or ultrafootwear.com. They both go the same place. And that's where I combined them all. So maybe that one should go there, too. So, yeah, yeah, go check them out. Check out the new IQ. uh, Super cool feature. um, You know, innovation. So, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Brian Beckstead for taking time out of his day, inviting us up here to beautiful Logan, Utah, to the Ultra Running Headquarters. You know, we encourage everybody to head on over to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow these guys at Ultra Running, or head over to their website at ultrarunning.com. You can also follow us here at Trail Manners at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm at Trail Manners. Head on over to our website at trailmanners.com. Hit us up on the contact page. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, what you want to hear about or if you want to be on the show. So until next time, this is Eric Manning and Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.